Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Happy Wednesday. I think today is Wednesday. It's hard to keep track these days. Uh, and uh, welcome into another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite actors from film and television, comedy, music, and more. And I'm excited about today's episode. We have a very special guest with us, uh, actress Hannah Levine. I, I, well, first of all, I have to say, I loved you in Siren. That was such a fun show. And, uh, but also this project that you are a part of as well, a brand new cherry flavor. I have to say, these are two polarizing opposite shows <laughs> for sure. But I'm certain you've probably heard that in every single interview you've done. So obviously people know that. Uh, Hannah, welcome in. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's, this is uh, this is really lovely. And yes, a lot of people have been making that uh, you know comment about the differences. But you know, I I think that's uh, one of the joys of getting to jump from show to show. Yeah, it has to be great for you as an actor when you get presented with these projects to go. Okay, you know, we're gonna play a mermaid or something in this show, and then another show. Uh, you're dealing with. I guess you could say a little bit of the supernatural. This show released on Netflix back in August. So it's been out for a while. So most people I'm certain have had the opportunity to watch and to check it out. But let's talk about this show for you. Uh, you play Christine Woods. And for people who have not seen this, um, what people can expect if they haven't had a chance to binge watch it already, <laughs> for sure. So if you haven't had a chance to watch Brand New Cherry Flavor yet, um, it's, it's been out for about a month, but um, I'm still having friends message who've just caught it. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of content out there and the summer's ending in North America. So people are starting to go into the full Halloween season, need something to watch. Uh, Brand New Cherry Flavor, uh, what to expect. I think you've just got to have your mind open. <laughs> it, it kind of... Um, it is extremely unpredictable and unusual. It's very creative. Uh, I think it's, the writing, I think, is excellent. It's a really great ensemble, very creative. Let's just talk about that a little bit and, and kind of be open about the conversation. Because, again, you mentioned it's great to be able to move from project to project and do different things. But for you, obviously, this is a bit of a different show. Is it hard for you to transition from one to another to shake off a role and to be able to bring something different to the character? How does that process even work for you? Yeah, I think it can be challenging. I think, you know, ever since I first started acting and went to drama school and, um, you know, you can, I feel like you can find yourself a little stuck in a character sometimes, you know, you, you 
kind of get to know them, you come up with this behavior for them and, and all of the stuff. And then especially when you start stepping into the shoes of someone very different, it there's, I mean, with playing Christine, for example, I really had to actively work against my instinct as Hannah, even to come into a scene. Cause Christine as a character has a lot of, um, uh, strong opinions on things she's uh kind of she's a bit of a comedic relief at times but the things she says can be offensive and inappropriate and for me as Hannah looking at the script I really had to make sure every time I came into a scene that I came in 100% Christine and not myself because if I came in being a bit Hannah like a bit oh I don't want to say this offensive line I have to say that's kind of rude then it sounds apologetic and it just sounds kind of like me and not Christine. So just in that way of like sometimes stepping into the shoes of a character that's different to you, I just found you the stronger choice you make, the more it sets you up for success and in stepping away from yourself. In terms of, I came straight off Siren season three. For those that have seen Siren, it, it was a show on Freeform. We did three seasons. Um, it's about a small town in the Pacific Northwest that has mermaids come to shore. Pretty cool sci-fi kind of, uh, you know, um, small town drama, little bit kind of romance storyline. And uh, my character on that, Janine, was so fun kind of sassy bartender in the town that ends up marrying one of the main guys who's this like kind of um hot-headed relationship I guess you could say uh so I basically came off the back of that straight into brand new cherry flavor and um it was honestly the best gift um you know it was pre-pandemic and um you know filming was very normal now obviously a lot of things have changed in the industry um but, you know, I just like leapt into this world of brand new cherry flavor that was so rich in exploration and based on a book. Um, it was super creative and weird. It's set in the 90s in LA. So the vibe was kind of punky. The vibe was so different <laughs> to, <laughs> to what I've been doing. So I just kind of jumped in. I love that. It's great. I think what you do as an actor is just fascinating because you get to play pretend for a living and do so many different things and just really get to be the most creative that I think an individual could be. And that's what I want to focus on as we continue on here, because I talk to a lot of actors and of course we talk about the shows that you do. And of course, everybody needs to see brand new tray flavor. I mean, it's virtually impossibly easy to get a Netflix subscription uh, and to check out this incredible work that you've done. But as an actor, you do get to play so many different and so many unique types of roles. And you alluded to this a little bit about sometimes it might be a challenge to shake one off and to get into something else. But when you are looking for roles to be a part of, what is your, I guess the best term would be vetting process uh, an American term like what do you do to like decide this is something that I want to be a part of or let's say you get presented with something like what is your process to decide I'm, I think this is something that I could do or perhaps even go as far as saying I could see myself doing as an actor it's a good question I mean you know I say this with uh the 
uh, privilege at times, you know, I'm still an actor. I audition for things like occasionally we get offers, but like, you know, a, a lot of actors until you're at an extremely high level still audition for things. So you're still, you know, um, the, you, there's processes that have to happen in order for you to get the job. Um, you know, it's still competitive and all the rest of it. But um, certainly with with most roles I read, like occasionally there's one I will pass even on auditioning if I just feel like, especially if, the, if it's too superficial, the material, the character, it's just, or it's enforcing a stereotype that I, I don't support uh, and not in an ironic way. I am a little like, I don't think I don't think this I don't think I have anything original to bring to this and I don't think that this is really the message I want to be serving with my work or the kind of projects I want to support and I feel like at this point I I just that's how I feel and I just stand by that um but when it comes to other roles and scripts that I read I mean, we're so lucky right now. There's just so much great content being written. And especially I have felt as a woman, the, the content has just shifted so much. There's obviously a long way to go and, and we're all learning uh, how to do things better and make things more diverse and fair. Um, but the kinds of roles I'm seeing, it's really exciting. A lot more strong points of view for women, uh, characters that can be unlikable that you know, are still leading shows and, and that's unusual, you know? So um, that's really exciting. And, and anything that is um, like that is generally of interest to me because I think, oh, this is kind of new territory. This is interesting. This um, relationship in the show is interesting. With Brandy Cherry Flavor, I already knew Nick Antosca's work, one of the showrunners. It's written and created by Nick Antosca and Lenore Zion who also worked on Channel Zero together, for anyone that's seen Channel Zero. Nick was a, a part of Hannibal as well. Uh, Lenore writes for, on the show Billions for a while. So they've done a lot of great quality work. And I read the script for Brand New Cherry Flavor and immediately saw the role of Christine. And she's described in the script as a young Debbie Harry, like a young blondie, the singer. And I just died. I was like, oh my God, I have to read for this role. <laughs> like, I I love that era. I love, like, Debbie Harry, I dressed as her for Halloween, literally in the past. Like, I love her. And I just thought it was so rock and roll and fun. And um, I immediately just had an image of this character in my mind and was like, I need to find a way to make sure I audition for this role. And then I, I went through three rounds of auditions for that role and um it you know the character was also not meant to be Australian at the beginning um for those that have seen the show Christine who I play uh we made the choice to make her Australian and that was really kind of an experiment um the showrunners were like you know what like what well, let's just try it see how this works mostly I play American so that was also really fun and added a point of differentiation uh yeah so I would say I look for things that are slightly unique I guess or something I can bring to a role I yeah. love that <laughs> that's great especially you know the fact that you know you say you're a working actor which is great I mean people don't like to use that term but it is what it is but also even in that sphere you still are selective about the projects that you choose to audition for 
because some might just do anything because it's work, right? It's building your resume and all of that, but you are even decisive in that smaller process of going, I don't necessarily know this is something that I could be a part of. And that's great to be able to have that freedom to decide, you know, this is something that I, I just don't think I could do. Because really, like at the end of the day, when you leave a project, it's over. But that project lives on in infamy forever, whether it's on YouTube. And you know this uh, as, a, as a public figure. And that's a polarizing term, but it is true because people know you from certain things. Like people take their grievances to the Internet and just say whatever the heck they want. And what are you supposed to do? That's the age of social media that we live in. So if you can even have the slightest bit of control over what people have to say, I think cheers to you, my friend, because that has to be the best feeling ever, just even as a human being, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I guess it is one of those jobs where the work you do does become public to an extent versus, you know, if, if in other jobs you may have... Uh, clients you need to work with or a, a case that you're on or or whatever it may be and you don't agree with xyz about it but it doesn't become public knowledge or like out there in the world uh for people to see and make decisions about whereas with acting uh, with film and tv it does and so yeah there is a pressure to stand by the choices that you make and of course you like uh hindsight is 2020 like you know i mean literally but like when you are starting out I mean I worked on so many things starting out the way I um kind of built my experience on camera not even just resume but was basically I did a million short films I kind of just did everything I could Australia is a small industry and I um was from a smaller part of the country and we didn't have soap operas or anything there and I was just doing every short film and everything that I could and um you know you just kind of you've got to do that do something to get yourself started so I yeah I think um now it's nice to have some freedom to say no to something but you know it's also it is a job and sometimes you do have to take things because it's a job yeah I mean that's true I mean at the end of the day you know rent is due and bills have to mm -hmm. be paid so there's that challenge but I totally get it Every actor has their journey or story where they're going through life and they decide that they want to do this. And then they have the moment where they go, okay, this is something that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Hannah, what was that moment for you where you knew, okay, I've done this enough to know this is going to be my job permanently. Like this is it for me. Gosh, you know what? I sometimes feel like I have never reached that point, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that, that's not, not true. I, I think, you know, it's not something I think I realized at the moment it was happening, but I think after maybe a couple of years on siren, um, maybe just going back into second season around that time, I sort of looked back at ha my career the last years before, probably around tax season, to be honest, when you're doing your taxes and it's like, oh, I've actually been like making it like a living doing this. And I, I haven't had to like hustle as hard as I used to in the same ways of having like multiple jobs, like, you know, like so many actors I know where you would have a bartending job or a serving job or you're like, um, 
you know, flying around doing conventions and coming back and serving pizza, which is what I was doing, like, you know, going to Comic-Con and then back to the pizza restaurant and like, like a nice pizza restaurant, but still, you know, you're like, this is nuts. This is so many plates <laughs> spinning in the air. And, um, you know, it was, it was a really nice feeling to get to a point where I didn't have to have so many, um, side hustles. Like I have selfies, like when I was in LA at a certain point, working as a kids party entertainer alongside being an auditioning actor like hot day la me in a hello kitty costume about about to put on one of those giant mascot heads to go in and entertain a crowd of kids at a party and it's like oh my god like is this my life (laughs) and then they look back and i'm like yes i'm grateful that i don't have to do those things at the moment um maybe I don't know I will have to again at some point I don't know I I always feel like things can change on a dime but it is it was certainly nice a couple years ago to feel like wow I I have a little bit of security and I'm building a career and that um feels grounding and safe and you know having a bit of job security is very nice for everyone yes when you were serving at the restaurant did you get recognized from shows that you had done did that ever happen at all I always like to ask that when that happens simultaneously because it does happen a lot I've talked to people where they were like you know on a major television show but still had to work a little bit which is the part the public misses the most because just because you're on a show regularly that doesn't necessarily mean one thing or the other Oh, absolutely. And and I am still surprised when I, you know, see friends or hear of friends of friends that I see as being successful and working a lot who are still having side hustles here and there and, and doing these things. But like, of course, we don't know everybody's circumstances and how things work out. Uh, in terms of being recognized, I, I mean... I have been recognized occasionally, um, which surprises me getting seen in such a different um, environment. Like, obviously, we look like the way we look, but, you know, film and TV, it's like you're under lights and costume and all these different things. And there's so many shows these days. So, like, um, but I don't know that I've ever been asked for an autograph in um, a restaurant setting um, or anything like that. Uh, I've certainly served... um, sort of friends and other directors for example that have come into the restaurant and that's a little (laughs) (laughs) you directed me in an episode now I'm serving you a pizza but uh I I do remember going to New York for a film festival a few years ago I went to Tribeca Film Festival there um for a film and um there were fans of a show called The Magicians that I had acted in that knew I was going to be in town and they um, came to the theater and that, that, that was like, I'd never really experienced that. Like, um, you know, they they get autographs and pictures and things like that. And um, yeah, that was certainly a time I I felt recognized in a strange way at the airport actually too, but not so much serving the pieces. So I guess that's good. That's probably good. (laughs) That's okay. It's all worth it at at this point because you've had an amazing career if people have not had the opportunity to check out Sirens, please do. It was a great show on Freeform. Brand new cherry flavor on Netflix and all the other fantastic projects that you have been a part of. You certainly have a lot to be proud of. And thankfully, you know, that you're still working. That's great. You know, you can't ask for more than that as an individual 
and to have the success that you've had. It just has to be very satisfying for you. Again, at a very basic human level, putting all the work into the things that you've done. Um, thank you very much. Yes, very, very grateful for it all. Excited for what's next. And yeah, if people are interested in in following along with what I do or, or like behind the scenes questions, all, all sorts of things like that, um, I'm on social media and um, I love to hear from people wanting to be in the industry or, or whatever, in whatever way that is. Um, so I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Hannah Levine official and at Hannah Levine on Twitter. And um, yeah, would love to hear from you. If, and especially if you watch Brand New Cherry Flavor, which you should. Yes, there <laughs> are plenty, plenty of time. Flavor. Yeah, plenty of time to do things. Although things are sort of back to normal, there's still a lot of time to binge watch. And thank you to our listeners for being a part of today's episode. It means a lot to us, to myself, and to Hannah. And be sure to head over to Apple Podcast and subscribe. Let us know what you think by leaving us a rating and review. It's because of that we're able to continue on with this and talk to amazing human beings. Hannah Levine, thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Cheers. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.